it's time for a micro caligo. In a micro caligo, I explore a previously reported on state in a smaller format, bringing to light more cases and telling the stories of more victims. Hi friends, just wanted to take a minute away from the podcast to say thank you for being patient with me as I worked through some technological issues over the past couple of weeks. Hoping to be back on a regular schedule very soon. This episode was recorded the week of Halloween. Hope to f- that you find this story as interesting as I have. Going for a walk is something that people do every day. But what if going on a walk with a friend at a local trail was the last time anyone ever saw you alive? This is the reality for two teenage girls from Indiana. This is the story of Abby Williams and Liberty German. Hold on to your hats. On the afternoon of February 13, 2017, a family member dropped off Abby Williams, age 13, and Liberty German, age 14, at a scenic trail called the Monon Bridge Trail, an abandoned railroad bridge over Deer Creek in Carroll County, Indiana. While walking on the trail, Libby was posting photos on her Snapchat showing Abby crossing the bridge. Hours later, the girls failed to meet up with a relative as planned and were reported to missing. A huge search gets underway, but it was called off when it gets too dark. In a news release, Carroll County Sheriff Toby Lanzabai says that there is no reason to suspect foul play or to believe that the girls are in immediate danger. On February 14, 2017, The search continued for the girls, and around noon, teams found two bodies about a half mile away from the bridge. Although authorities share the information with the media, they do not reveal the identities of the bodies. On February 15, 2017, autopsies are conducted on the bodies, and that afternoon, the Sheriff's Department holds a news conference to confirm that the bodies do belong to Liberty and Abigail. They say that the girls were murdered. There is somebody out there who did this crime, and we're going to find them, says Indiana State Police Sergeant Kim Riley. Indiana State Police also released a photo of a man reportedly seen on the trail around the time that the girls had disappeared. The image shows a white male with his hands in his pockets while walking. He was wearing jeans and a navy blue jacket with a hat. Police do not call the man a suspect, but say that they would like to talk to him. On February 20th, police say that they are searching for a man seen in the photo and encourage members of the public to call in tips. February 22nd, at a news conference, police reveal that Libby had recorded a video and audio of the suspect on her cell phone. The recording, which is released to the public, appears to capture a man's voice saying, Down the hill. The release of the audio triggered more than a thousand tips. Citizen sleuths, including Nancy Grace, offered their theories about the killer. We hear that muffled, down the hill, down the hill. Why was it muffled, Grace tells ABC News. Because I think she put it in her pocket. Now they are only releasing a portion of it. Why? It could be an attack on the girls. It could even be their murders that they are not releasing to spare the families. But there's no proof on the video. Authorities also announced that a $41,000 reward 
leading to information on our arrest, is available. By March 1st, the reward had been raised to $200,000. Abby Williams' grandparents leave an emotional note at police headquarters to express their gratitude for those investigating. We pray for your protection, and we are forever grateful for your service, the couple, Diana and Eric, wrote in the note. A few days later, on March 9th, Mike Patty, Libby's grandfather, speaks out for the first time in a news conference at Carroll County Courthouse. This horrible crime has torn a hole in our family that will never heal, he says. As the small things that seem to hurt the most, it's just natural to holler for them to come to dinner or in the morning to get them up to get ready for school. Then expect them to come through the door after school. The silence when you don't hear their voice is deafening. He continues, I don't know exactly what happened on that day, but I imagine that there are probably an opportunity for one or both girls to separate and try and make a break in different ways. But those girls loved each other. They were good friends. Neither of them left each other's side. He continued to thank the community for their support. Authorities revealed that the reward had jumped to $224,000 and police had received more than 11,000 tips. On March 17, 2017, Indiana State Police, the FBI, and Carroll County Sheriff's deputies serve a search warrant at the home of Ron Logan. He owns the 30-acre property where Libby and Abby were found. After their bodies were found, he spoke with Inside Edition about the discovery on his property. That was like being hit with a bolt of lightning. On my property? You just can't put into words, he said. It was something I couldn't get my emotions around. You can't believe that something this terrible in this community happened on my property, in my backyard. He says that he was buying tropical fish at the time of the murders. Logan is later sentenced to two years for operating a vehicle after being a habitual traffic offender. He is accused of driving to the county dump on the day of the girls the day the girls vanished. He is not facing any charges in connection to their disappearances or murders. On May 7th, a group of local residents organized a community outing to the trail that the girls hiked on that day. Dozens of people wa- walked the High Bridge Trail together. Days later, the community also hosted Abby and Libby Celebration of Life at Delphi Community High School to raise money for a softball complex planned in their memory. On June 17th, Indiana State Police released a sketch of the murder suspect. The person depicted in this composite sketch is described as a white male between 5 foot 6 inches to 5 foot 10 inches, weighing in between 180 and 220 pounds, with reddish brown hair and eye color was unknown. In September, authorities in Colorado arrest a man named Daniel Nations for having an expired Indiana license plate. Police say that he could be linked to the murders and call him a person of interest. It emerges that he was homeless at the time of the murders. Nation's wife says that he resembles the police sketch of the suspect, but did not own the clothing seen in the video. I can't tell you that it's him or not, Caitlin tells him about the photo, but the one thing I'm I'm not going to buckle on is that he did not have that jacket. In December of 2017, the girls' families appear on the Dr. Phil show to tell their story. My fear is that we could be here for ten, be here ten years from now, and we won't know what happened or why. 
Abigail's mother, Anna Williams, says. Liberty's grandfather, Mike Patty, adds, Someone knows something. Nobody lives in, a t in total isolation in today's world, and I'm asking that person to please help us out. After the family's appearance on the show, police receive another 140 tips in the following days. In February of 2018, ahead of the first anniversary of the girl's murder, authorities say Daniel Nations is no longer a suspect. As you all know, we went out to Colorado and spent a little bit of time with Daniel Nations, and he's not the person we care he's not a person we care a whole lot about at this time, says Superintendent Douglas Carter with the Indiana State Police. Until someone is arrested, we're interested in almost everybody. In July of 2018, speculation whirls that a man arrested in connection with a 30-year-old case could also be linked to the Delphi murders. John Miller, who was 59 at the time, from Fort Wayne, Indiana, was arrested in the 1988 strangulation of 8-year-old April Tinsley. April's body was discovered by a jogger three days after her disappearance in a water-filled ditch in a rural area. Miller, who was arrested after DNA found on April was sent for testing, lived just two hours from Delphi. Miller was later convicted of the murder of Tinsley and sentenced to 80 years in prison. When asked if Miller was a possible suspect, Indiana State Police Sergeant Kim Riley would not comment. In August of 2018, in an interview with the Gazette, Daniel Nations denies his involvement with the killings. He says he gave DNA samples to Indiana authorities. I feel like a victim in this situation, he says. I just want people to know the truth, that I am not a monster. In January of 2019, Charles Andrew Edridge, 46, was taken into custody after allegedly arranging a meeting for sex with a police officer posing as a teenage girl. He faced multiple charges, including two counts of child molestation and is currently being held without bond. He has yet to enter a plea deal. During the course of news coverage of his arrest, local Indiana residents notice his mugshot resembles the sketch of Abby and Libby's alleged killer and begin calling the police tip line. After receiving multiple calls, Captain Dave Burston of the Indiana State Police assures the public that the task force dedicated to finding the teams is investigating every tip. I can promise you this. When an arrest is made of a suspect identified as a alleged perpetrator of the Delphi murders, rest assured, we will let everyone know. State Police's statement added, it is important for the public and media to know that many similar tips and arrests of another person alleged to be connected to the Delphi murders occur with some frequency in and outside of Indiana. Each tip, whether it is received from the media attention or not, is investigated for any connection with the Delphi case. On January 10th of 2019, Indiana State Police says there is no evidence thus far that Eldridge has any connection to the case. In a news release, Rudolph County Police said outside of the person resembling the sketch, there is currently zero evidence that ties him to the case and he is no longer a suspect. February 13th of 2019, on the second year anniversary of the girl's disappearance, authorities vowed that they would bring the person responsible to justice. This is not a cold case, Carroll County Prosecutor Nicholas McLeland told reporters, This case is not closed. We are not done with this investigation. There are countless people working with this every day. 
This case has affected the community in so many ways, McLeland continued. The people behind the scenes will not rest until we get this case solved. Libby and Abby deserve that kind of dedication, not only for me, but everyone involved. Anyone who comes forward with the information is asked to include, if possible, a suspect's name, date of birth, or approximate age, physical description, their address, and any other specific information that can be given to police to help them find the person. On Valentine's Day of 2019, loved ones and community members gathered to remember the girls two years after their bodies were found. It's their hope that the second anniversary of their deaths is the last they mark without having answers. We've been saying it all along. Someone says something. Oops. Someone knows something might Patty, Libby's grandfather, told the Lafayette Journal and Courier. Someone's going to talk. Someone's going to think. Maybe this thing I saw might mean something. And maybe that's the one thing that gets this guy. In April of 2019, the Indiana State Police also release new audio, new video, and a new sketch of the suspect as they announce a new direction at a press conference. Never-before-seen video taken by Libby's cell phone shows a man walking toward the two girls. A still image from the video had been previously shared. Authorities also release more phone audio in which the man is appeared, apparently orders them down the hill. He also, They also share a new younger-looking sketch of the suspect who they believe lives or has lived in Delphi or believes that he visits the area. Authorities say that he is between 18 and 40 and said that he will appear older than he, he may appear older than he is. Superintendent Doug Carter addressed the killer saying that we believe that you are hiding in plain sight. For more than two years you've never thought that we would shift gears in a different investigative strategy but we have. We likely have interviewed you, or someone close to you. We know this is about power to you. We want to know what you... You want to know what we know. One day you will. The reward for information has increased to $225,000. In May of 2019, state police said that in a wake of the new evidence released in April, more than 3,000 new tips had come in including thousands of emails, more than 500 calls to the tip line, and nearly 150 calls or walk-ins in the local police departments. Police reiterated that it's important to be specific. In July of 2019, Libby's big sister took to YouTube to debunk conspiracies surrounding the unsolved killings. With candor and patience, Kelsey German listed and responded to a myriad of rumors that have cropped up since her 14-year-old sister and Abby had vanished in 2017. German first began with the timeline of events the day she dropped off Abby and Libby near the high bridge. She planned to go to work that day, but rushed back to the area when she learned that Libby hadn't returned home and wasn't answering her phone. That whole week after the murders was a complete blur, so asking us to remember everything completely correct is so... I don't even think it's possible, German said. I don't think anybody can remember something specifically after something tragic like that. German stressed that her family had been nothing but cooperative to the police's investigation. Absolutely no one refused a lie detector test, German said, and that is a very big misconception. We've been very open and gave the police everything that we know. She spoke highly of relatives who had been smeared online and noted their alibis and other proofs she had showed that they had nothing to do with the killings. 
My family is so strong, German said. I love my family very much. I don't think that we could get through this without each other. I love you guys so much. She also sought down any ramblings that her family and investigators were on the outs. We're very honest and forthcoming, and contrary to most people seem to think, we really like our law enforcement. German addressed more specific rumors as well. After authorities said Libby's phone pinged off two towers the day she disappeared, armchair detectives theorized that it had just been because the device was moving from around town, but German said that was not the case. Libby's phone did ping on two towers, but that was because the town is so small. If you move from one side of the house to the other, your phone will switch towers sometimes. She noted that any whispers that her family is taking donations meant to go towards the memorial park being built in honor of Abby and Libby were also fake. German's family has also refused any donations offered to them, and they have asked to give it to the reward fund, and after deciding to erect the park, they created a fund for that as well, German said. At the time of German's live stream, there was $45,000 had been raised for the park. After spending nearly half an hour addressing different theories and rumors, German said she was going to move on to different topics. In July of 2019, a sexual predator who killed himself during a standoff with police is being looked at as a possible suspect for the murders of Abby and Libby, according to the report. Though their killer was not has not been caught or identified, authorities said during their investigation they had looked at Paul Eater. His name has come up through the process. Carroll County Sheriff Toby Lizenby told reporters according to Lafayette Journal and Courier. Eater said Eater took his own life June 27th after being surrounded by law enforcement on a county road in Lebanon. Five days earlier, Eater is believed to have abducted a 26-year-old woman and sexually assaulted her on his family's farm. He then let her go and evaded capture as police launched a massive search in the area. The survivor of the attack was driving on Tippecanoe County 900 East when she realized that she had a flat tire. She pulled into Eater's driveway around 4.30 a.m. and he asked her if she needed any help. She declined his offer because she didn't feel safe. But Eater followed her, and then she pulled into the friend's driveway. He pulled in as well and attacked her. He handcuffed her and forced her into his car, driving to his family's property on County Road, 750 East, where he sexually assaulted her. Law enforcement launched a search of the woman's, for the woman's attacker, and on June 27th, a Lebanon police officer pulled over a truck that had been reported stolen earlier that day. Eater was behind the wheel. He engaged in a five-hour standoff with police before killing himself. Though the incident ended with Eater's death, the case in the abduction and assault remains open as an investigation that has not been completed, Tippecanoe County Sheriff Bob Goldsmith said. After looking further into it, Eater was determined to not have been associated with the Delphi murders. Most recently, in October of 2022, was a big month for the case of Abby and Libby, as it was announced that a suspect had been arrested. Richard M. Allen, age 50, of Delphi, was arrested for, on two counts of murder in the February 2017 deaths of Abby and Libby. Today is not a day to celebrate, said Police Superintendent Carter, adding that the arrest is a major step in leading to the conclusion in this long-term and complex investigation. 
Allen is being held without bond at a White County jail. Carter said limited details about the arrest will be released to protect the integrity of the case and the investigation. Officials do not explain what evidence that they have that led to the arrest of Allen. He said the probable cause affidavit and charging documents have been temporarily sealed because this investigation is far from complete. Since the murders of Abby and Libby 2,086 days ago, the daily investigative team has worked tirelessly and is certainly worthy of mention today, said Carter on the Halloween, October 31st of 2022 press conference. Officials said that at the news conference that Allen had his initial hearing and entered a preliminary not guilty plea. A pre-trial date is set for January 13th and the trial date is scheduled for March, March 20th. Per the court order, we cannot talk about the evidence in the probable cause or the charging information. Right now is not the day. Today is about Abby and Libby focusing on them. Carter said nothing will happen between now and the second or third week of November, and then the judge will decide in the coming weeks and months what and when he decides to unseal those. Allen was a previous employee at CVS where he would photo process. It was determined that he did not charge Libby's family when they were printing photos of her for the investigation. After the news press conference, Libby's grandparents Libby's grandparents told reporters that Allen worked for the CVS and had processed their photos. Libby's grandmother, Patty, Becky Patty, nodded that she was, when she was asked by reporters that Allen had processed the photos at the store and did not charge him, and that is accurate. She said sh- without going into further detail. Currently, the, the investigation is still ongoing. But the arrest made in 2022 is a wonderful step towards progress with this case. Hopefully we will have justice for Libby and Abby within the coming months. Thank you for listening and have a great night. Bye! Thank you for joining us on our journey to explore true crime from coast to coast. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review and join us for our next episode, where we will be traveling into the darkness of our next location. Until next time, always remember to stay vigilant and safe.